everybody, welcome back to another episode of the River Blast Podcast. I am Noah Hiles. And I'm Alex Storm. And Alex, we got ourselves a shortstop, a living, breathing, above average fielding, shortstop. <laughs> and it just took the death of Starling Marte to make it happen. Starling Marte putting his body on the line. I mean, this past weekend, we learned a lot about sacrifices. Marte... Yes. Marte, I'll go on a limb and say that, second biggest sacrifice made on Good Friday. <laughs> oh my God. Second biggest sacrifice made on Good Friday, Starling Marte, or even Eric Gonzalez. The Eric Gonzalez era began I with him, with scouts, with scouts banging on the tables, and it ended with will him banging into Starling Marte. You're the only one. Na, 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 na. <laughs> there it is. Album coming soon. Yeah, I mean, dude, that that was quick. Yeah. That was quick. I mean, Cole Tucker is here. Can you believe it? I I we I asked you what every was it? podcast. So two far. pod well, two podcasts ago, I think it was. It was two in a row. Yeah, it was are we calling these guys up yet? And these guys, they're coming up. Well, one is. One is, but I mean yeah. a lot of the young guys are. On top of Cole Tucker, who I mean, this guy's taking not only Pittsburgh, but he's been one of the minor storylines in baseball in the last week. Yeah. He was on MLB Network, Colin Coward. He's going on the fan tomorrow. I mean, he. I, when I interviewed him, I think I interviewed him on Monday, there were two other people, two different TV stations did a one-on-one with him before I got mine. And I remember going up to him and I was going to say, hey, I, was gonna, I wanted to do a one-on-one with you as well. Uh, but I, I get it if you're not in the mood, like, that's annoying having to answer the same questions over and over. He goes, no, I got it, man. Let's, and like, he's, I mean, I, th- Monday was the first time I ever met him mm-hmm. and everyone talks about how great this guy is. And I'm, I was skeptical. I was like, it, this guy's got to be a douche or something. Like, yeah. there's no way he's this nice, but no, he is, he is, he is, he's a genuinely good guy. I, I first interviewed him in 2017. Whenever he was called up to Altoona, you know, yeah. I talked to him. Mm-hmm. And within, like, two minutes, I was sold on the kid. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, this is a future major leaguer and a genuine, like, sweetheart. And, <laughs> I mean, the thing that gets me with him, I mean, everyone talks about his defense, his personality, his hair. His size is what sells me. I mean, this is, we're, yeah. I, I'm looking at this guy like, like Bambi walking on the ice right now. You know, he's just growing into his body. He's, he's a little bit more coordinated than a baby deer in a Disney cartoon. However... Or Polanco in Redfield. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the deer and Polanco, oh, are very similar. Yeah, cold. Polanco running is Bambi on the ice. <laughs> Polanco and Wrigley, <laughs> Bambi on the ice. Oh. Not a big difference between the two. Uh, but no, this guy is... I mean, he's 22 years old. That is... And yeah. he's going to be the starting shortstop for the Pirates at least... In my opinion, for a very long time. Hopefully, at least another six, seven years if everything goes as planned. Ideally, longer. I mean, you're you're gonna get this guy. Hopefully, like I said, I keep saying hopefully. You know, there is a chance that things go south, and there are there are other good shortstops in the system. I would say shortstop is probably where they have the most depth at any position in the minor league system for the Pirates. Between Newman, between O'Neill Cruz, you yeah. add in. I mean, Cruz is a shortstop at the moment. Yeah, he's going to be a left fielder. But yeah. for the time being, yes, he's a shortstop. But altogether, Cole Tucker, you got to like what you see. The signing autographs during the three-hour rain delay. 
you know, the personality. He's already going to be a huge baseball meme with that slide and the wink. Yeah. And uh, fans should be excited about number three. There have been two players in Pirates history to get an extra base hit their first three You're games. already doing this? I'm doing this. I couldn't. I'm just you. Oh, man. Alice. Because is... just to show my excitement here, two Got players to. get an extra base hit in each of their first three games in the majors. One is Cole Tucker, and the other is my favorite Pirate, Jack Wilson. Oh, Max Morrow. No. No, uh, Jack Wilson. So now, now I wanted to ask you, speaking of your favorite Pirates, how do you feel about Cole Tucker wearing your ex-girlfriend's number, Sean Rodriguez? Man. Is it is it? You know, Sean one taught you love. One <laughs> taught you seven Pain. positions. Yeah, <laughs> that was Whoa, what Sean Rod was. Yeah, no, Sean Rod taught you seven positions, huh? Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> Moving That's forward, not what I meant. All right, okay. Along with Cole Tucker, there uh, have been some other really good minor league prospects to come up. And just a preview forward in the show, we have a really good guest coming on. Uh, Adam McInturf. McInturf. Adam McInturf is who we're going to speak to later in the show today. From 2080 Baseball. And he reviewed the entire Pirates uh, farm system. He's got a really good list and some really good analysis. And I think between Alex and I, we might have asked him a couple of really good questions. Yes. But before we get to that, we want to talk about, in addition to some of the new guys re- uh, joining the team for the first time, some of the older guys rejoining the team, and particularly two Gregory Polanco, Elias Diaz, we're recording this Tuesday night after the Pirates' third straight loss, second straight start for Gregory Polanco out in right field, and he has looked pretty damn good at the plate, Alex. He's not whiffing. That's kind of what I'm really, that's what I look at whenever a guy's missed a lot of major league time. Yeah. And just, is he making contact? And it's not been the hardest of contact. I mean, he's had a couple bloops and bleeders drop in. That base hit he had, I believe it was in the eighth inning. I was tattooed, but he's been fouling off pitches. He hasn't whiffed a lot. He's at least making contact. He's following the ball. It's a good sign. It's a really good sign to see from a guy who is basically forced to not do an off-season routine because he was rehabbing. So Gregory Polanco has four hits. He has more than Kevin Newman, Pablo Reyes, (laughs) Jacob Stallings, and... uh, he is, he's halfway there to catching Jung-Ho Gung. Wow. So, and Jung-Ho has started 15 games this year. He's not that far off of Cervelli either then, huh? No, Cervelli, well, Cervelli's at 11, so. Okay. Yeah. He's at 11 hits? Mm-hmm. Well, he had, he had one tonight. He had a double tonight. All right. I believe, yes. It just so, doesn't feel like it. Yeah, it's been tough to watch him at the plate. Um... So that, yeah, so that's a good transition. So Elias Diaz comes in. He had a hit in his first game back. Uh, You know, Diaz isn't known necessarily for his defense, I think. I mean, Hurdle seems to think that he's a defensive first type of player by the quotes that he's been giving out. But I I disagree with that. I would say that Diaz is much more beneficial to this team for what he does at the plate. And uh, I think that's perfect timing because Cervelli's simply, despite his double, Tonight, I mean, he's just not hitting the ball. You look at what he did last April, driving in 20 runs, four home runs, yeah. and just all of it. And OPS was, like, close to 1,000. I think it was, like, 950-something. This year, it's the polar opposite. And I think Diaz is going to be a breath of fresh air for this team. Yeah, and they kind of need it. Because the bad thing about Cervelli 
was he not only was struggling, you kind of had to keep rolling him out there because the backup was Jacob Stallings. And I know I've been a Jacob Stallings apologist, I guess, according to some people. Yeah, me. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, it was, okay, you got to go with Francisco here. That's the only guy where you're going to get any offense. And with every other outfielder basically dead, you need offense wherever you can get it, potentially. You can't rely on an offense of Pablo Reyes, J.B. Shuck, and Jacob Stallings to do a whole lot for you. Well, hang on. You can rely on J.B. Shuck to do a whole lot. That's true. But I'm just saying, in general, give J- give J.B. Shuck 600 plate appearances and see how that turns out. Give J.B. Shuck 600 innings on the mound, and this team... Why is nobody talking about how J.B. Shuck you throws as hard as Shuck Trevor Williams? 600 innings on the mound, and you get him a plaque in Cooperstown. That guy, you give holy him 600, shit. You give him 600 innings on the mound, you kick old Ross, old Ross Radburn out of the Hall of Fame. Be like, get out of there, you pansy ass. Yeah. Oh, man. That's dead ball 1880-style winning. Oh, right You're there. damn right. So, he could probably get injured, which would help him join, really... The entire uh, Pirates roster on the injury list this year. I can't wait for the team photo. I think what they should do, no shit, if they if they take this team photo like soon, they should all dress up in like casts and neck braces, and and because it has been comical. It's Not, been- you don't like to laugh at injuries, especially the one that we saw on Monday on no. the mound, no. but it is insane how injury-prone this team has been in the opening month. And it's actually kind of crazy that they are, what, 12-9 and now? 12-9 and through all all of it. And obviously it's just because their starting pitching has been incredible. But with all the injuries that they're still getting affected from from last year, from from spring training, and now the ones that have happened in the season, stop getting injured. I didn't know when our training staff became the New York Mets training staff. Or the New York Yankees, for that matter. Yeah, for that matter. I mean, yeah, they get they have it worse. Yeah, but this is... It's tough to watch. I mean, in the one way, it's exciting because the only reason Cole Tucker is here is because it, Eric Gonzalez tackled Starling Marte and Kevin Newman tried to build a pitching machine. <laughs> That's the only reason Cole Tucker's here. And he might be here for good. Which, you know... Wait, is, well, that's why Kevin Newman got Yeah, hurt. he cut his finger. Building the... I hate baseball injuries, man. So, so like, Blake Snell got hurt in the shower well, this year. Who was the player who got hurt, like, shopping for groceries? It was Clint Barmas. He broke his collarbone. Was it Clint? Yeah. Wow. In Colorado. And, you know, took a spot. Was Tula. Yeah. That's... Yeah. He was carrying groceries up the stairs. So, yeah, that was Barmas. All that right. Was Barmas. All right, well, and that's how he became a pirate. There you go. So Because I, of Campbell's. Possibilities. Mm-mm, good. There you go. I made an inappropriate joke that Alex made me cut, so that's why this editing sounds a little weird. Yes, I made him cut it. Yeah, and I'm not allowed to talk about what it was inappropriate about the joke, but yes. I- I'll do that from time to time, and Alex will make me cut it. And yes. he's actually probably prolonging my career in the media. Because... I am trying my <laughs> damnedest. So, yeah, everyone is getting injured. Uh... Polanco and Diaz, good to have them back in Cole Tucker mania. That is that is something that we should all enjoy. Yeah. Another thing you should enjoy is what's coming up next. Our interview, as we hinted at it a little bit earlier, with Adam McInturf. 
of 2080 Baseball reviewing the Pirates farm system. All right, so joining us now, we have Adam McInturf of 2080 Baseball. And this is a guy, if you have any question about minor league prospects, not only in the Pirates system, Alex, but anywhere throughout all of baseball, from sea to shining sea, from the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes, all the way to the Lehigh Iron Valley Pigs, and everywhere in between, this guy has your answers. He's coming on to talk to us today about the Pirates Farm System, which he just reviewed for that website in which he writes for. Adam, how are you today? I'm doing well. That is uh, that is high praise. I will do the best I can to live up to it. Thank you. Before we get going, give me your Mount Rushmore of minor league baseball team nicknames. <laughs> oh, I said that. That's that's a good question. You put me on the spot here. Let's go with um, let's go with baby cakes first. Okay. I'll say yard goats second. Iron Pigs third. So I think the theme you're seeing here is I need two words in the team name. I think that always makes it infinitely more ridiculous. Flying squirrels. So, Oh, you're that that's that's very good. Flying squirrels is up there. And let's be honest, these these are all absurd. So I'll 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 probably say those are my top four. Oh, and and you know what? I think Staten Island, I'm gonna go number five to round it out, Staten Island pizza rats. Oh, those those two words there. Like yeah, chunky cheese. Yeah, very creepy, very creepy. Um, they're they're changing their name from the Staten Island Yankees uh, to the Staten Island Pizza Rats, I believe, when the New York Penn League opens up this year. So. You know, if they were if they were the Yankee fans, the correlation between Pizza Rats and Yankee fans, I don't think that's too far apart. So I like the name. If uh, we're gonna be realistic here, though, like a rat eating pizza would be more likely to be found in the Bronx than a Yankee, though. Staten Island. Well, both. I mean, yeah. I mean, both. anyway. So Aren't they all pizza rats? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's get started here. And I guess the main person that everyone in Pittsburgh's talking about, uh, their number five prospect, Cole Tucker, made his MLB debut on Saturday. He had a home run to win them the game three to one. He's had an extra base hit, or I guess he hasn't anymore. He had an extra base hit yeah. in his first three games in the major leagues. That streak ended uh, in their loss on Tuesday night. But overall, he's looked really good. What are your thoughts on Cole Tucker? Well, my first thought on Cole Tucker when I saw him hit that game-winning home run is that was just the most Cole Tucker thing to do. And as I'm sure as you guys know, knowing this kid, um, just I, I think everyone around the organization and everyone around this player just is, is really proud, really happy for him. He's a really, really terrific kid on and off the field. Um, and he's a real winner on it. So I, I, I think... I'm not comparing him to Derek Jeter, the player, but in terms of some of the intangibles um, and that penchant for the big spot, like, yeah, there is, uh, I, I was not at all surprised that Cole Tucker came up in the big moment in his debut. That was just a very Cole Tucker thing to do. <laughs> Hair's a little different. Yeah, well, what can you do there? Right. Uh, Cole was a guy who always had a lot of hype surrounding him, but really hadn't put good results throughout his rise to the minors until about the second half of last year and then had that big, big performance in uh, fall ball in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And obviously tore it up in his few games in Indianapolis and has looked major league ready so far. What have you seen over the last couple months that's different for him? Absolutely. I think one thing that it is, is it's just a kid that is growing into his body a little bit and getting stronger at the plate. 
I think for people that have seen him progress over the years, and I think for you guys now and for Pirates fans that are just starting to see this guy night in and night out, you know, he's actually pretty tall, um, fairly lean shortstop. He's about six foot two, six foot three, mm-hmm. and especially for switch hitters like he is, um, sometimes it takes a little bit of time to grow into that body and to grow into uh, impacting the ball from both sides of the plate. So I think if there's been one real change, he just is kind of growing into the tools and projection that a lot of people saw for him for a long time. Um, I'll, I'll say for me, I think that his defensive ability, which I'm, I, I haven't watched any of the major league games that he's played in, but I'm sure has already been on display. He's a very good athlete. He's a very good defender. Um, with the defensive ability that he has at shortstop and his ability to put the bat on the ball from both sides of the plate, uh, he's a good, very, frankly, high floor and a safe bet to be an everyday shortstop for a long time. And if that power continues to come on, um, gosh, especially as a switch hitter, I mean, we're talking about if power comes on, we're talking about a switch hitting shortstop with some power that plays good defense. And, you know, that's certainly better than an everyday guy. So I think the future is very bright. Um, certainly, I think what was unique about uh, Cole Tucker fifth on our list was there were four really impactful guys we think above him on that list, but he was the closest to the major leagues. So it's good to see him there. Uh, and I think the Pirates are thrilled, frankly, that he forced his hand and played so well in Indy, and he's there now. Uh, yeah, I guess that's why we should say while you're on this show right now, not only because the Pirates have so many young kids up, but because you had recently released uh, your organizational review of the Pirates farm system. Uh, two guys who were back-to-back outfielders, both have made their major league debut this year. Jason Martin, Brian Reynolds, uh, both came into the organization last year in trade, so fans may not know as much about them. There hasn't been as much buildup and hype surrounding them. And the two seem to be on pretty equal footing right now in their career. So if I could, if you were in a Rosemary's baby, type of deal right now and you could only keep one of them do you know what that is i don't i i see alex just makes these stupid movie references that no one knows like (laughs) no one watches meryl street movies in 2019 anyway okay i'm sorry no it obviously didn't know beforehand no it's not your fault adam you're 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 the normal movie to him and he was appalled about it basically you have to choose one yeah if you could only choose one and the other one's gone forever what would you do I can't even answer this yet. Sorry, what 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 was this phrase? Rosemary baby? Rosemary's baby. Rosemary's baby. Sorry, Rosemary's baby. That's yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. See, clearly I'm I'm a dummy. I no, Alex brings uh, Holocaust movie references into a baseball podcast yes, because that's uh, yes, what he I does. Do. Yeah, I'm a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> this is just this is just altogether over my pay grade. I I'm, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna say. Uh, Brian, ah, man, it, it's, it's, it's tough. You just both this is why I went with the metaphor. <laughs> they're, 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 they're different types of players. I, I'll say if Jason Martin, um, if he got the opportunity to play center field, and I think he could, uh, I think in a vacuum, in a different situation, I think, uh, context aside, you take Martin. Sometimes I wonder, and you guys know this more than me. Do you think now that Reynolds has forced his hand, like, like I, I, I feel like Reynolds and Tucker both kind of forced their hands in a good way a little bit before schedule. That's what it seems like to me. And well, there were also a ton of injuries, but yes, they were both playing well in AAA. I think the same yeah. could be said yeah. for Martin as well, though. 
Yes. Yeah. No. 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 One. One hundred percent. And I think it's just a matter of how they're gonna allocate plate appearances and how this is gonna go. I will say though, because I I know I have teetered in giving this answer. Um, I'm gonna say Jason Martin, and the reason why is I think he can play center in a vacuum. And I think sometimes guys like Reynolds, the switch hitting thing, when you're not playing at a center diamond position, he does have one side of the plate that he is significantly better on than the other. And on a corner, I mean, for as well as he's played, and look, this could bite me in the butt because Brian Reynolds is the toolsier player of the two. He's bigger. Frankly, he's faster. He has more power. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think I'm kind of going out and maybe putting a little bit of faith in what I believe to be Jason Martin's outstanding instincts, terrific makeup, feel for the game, and really good feel for the barrel, actually, at the plate. Um, so I'll say this. If Martin stays in center, I'll take Martin. And in general, I would take Martin if I had to take one of the two. Um, but if they're both going to be relegated as corner outfielders, then I think you could probably make an argument that Reynolds' platoon advantages on a corner in a certain matchup make him more impactful. But because I think Martin could play center, contest aside, I'll go Martin. Adam, two guys that uh, a lot of Pirates fans are excited to see sometime are the top two players on your list, Mitch Keller and Cabrian Hayes. Cabrian had an amazing spring training this year, and then Mitch Keller wins, what is it, AAA Pitcher of the Week last week and uh, is one of the best pitching prospects in all baseball. Which one of these guys do we see play in a Pirates uniform first, and do we see both of them in 2019? Hmm. Great question. A lot of times, and again, and this is not me topping out, a lot of times, I will, like your knowledge of the roster and roster situation probably does have some sway on that. So I, I might, like, as someone that I've, I work heavily on the Pirates prospects, I can't say that I'm super attuned to the day-to-day of their 25- and 40-man roster situations. I'll say Keller probably should get there first. Like, as you guys know, I'm sure, the Pirates are very, very conservative with moving pitching prospects. Mm -hmm. I think Mitch Keller arguably has the stuff he, like, in a different organization, he would have been competing at the major league level by the end of last year. Um, Certainly, I think he could be there this year. Now, I'm not knocking the way the Pirates do pitching because they have an excellent track record there. There's a method to their madness. But I'm just saying, like, again, in a vacuum context aside, I think Keller probably should get there first. Um, Let me interrupt you real quick. Yeah, please, please. Sorry. Um, Phil, finish this sentence for me. Mitch Keller is the best Pirates pitching prospect since. <laughs> what do I said? What do I said? Brian Bullington, just to hurt your feelings. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't be great. Don't ask me that. Don't ask me that. I, I, I think he's the best pitching prospect. Um, let's say since what? I mean, off the top of my head, Tayen or. Tayon or Glass now? Okay, so better. Or, oh, like I was gonna say, yeah, Cole Glass now, Tyon. Okay, fair enough. All right. Tyon. Yeah, I, I was about to say I, I took three attempts at Tyon's last name and effed it up all three times. It's so all right. hey, it's all right. Tyon, that's all right. on me. So uh, now talk about Hayes. Yeah, Hayes is a guy. I'll I'll be honest in saying I think we were. I personally am a little bit nervous almost at putting him behind Mitch Keller. And that's not a knock on Mitch Keller. That's because I think Cabrian Hayes could be that good. Um, people that you talk to in the Pirates organization, um, I guess I, I don't want to, I should not speak for the organization, but my sense has been because for all of these team lists that we're putting out at 2080 Baseball, 
Um, we have a lot of dialogue with every organization. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll say at least the people, a lot of the people that we talk to, they, they certainly have very high expectations and the, the ceiling's very high for what Hayes can do. I, I think that uh, people see more power on the way. And I think considering uh, his advanced feel for the barrel, his advanced hit tool, his defensive ability, which is 60 grade, truly, he's a 55 or 60 defender at third base. You add those things up, and if you put 20, 25 home runs on top of all those other things, you're looking at a guy that could be an all-star third baseman. And uh, it's lofty to say that, but it's not at all out of the question. I was a little bit late to the party on Cabrian Hayes hitting for power. And then I saw his batting practice at the Futures game in D.C. I was on the field, and I was down there. And when you see what his raw power is, there just becomes a lot less doubt in your mind that it's going to be on to come in game situations. So I think that's where we see him. Um, I think he's. I think he was the 40th prospect in baseball on our list. To be honest with you, I personally would have ranked him even higher than that. A um, lot of things to be excited about with Brian Hayes, as I'm sure you can tell by my, uh, by my answer here. I have a confession for people who are just new to me as a podcaster through the River Blast podcast. I had one on my own last year, and it was just absolutely terrible. It was awful. Do not try to find it. But Adam was on it also for an episode, and I asked him who was the sleeper prospect in the system, and you said O'Neill Cruz before anyone was talking about O'Neill Cruz. So, let's see if you can go two for two here. Who is the sleeper in the Pirates system right now? Or sleepers? I can give you sleepers, but I will give you my personal sleeper with a hard R, and that is Cody Bolton. Um, absolutely, Cody Bolton. He is, to me, the sleeper. Um, he's the guy that I really, really liked last year when I saw him with West Virginia. He was a six-round pick out of Northern California High School in 2017. I think as uh, everyone that's a Pirates fan, the deep Pirates fan knows, and I appreciate this too, they are not afraid to take high school pitchers. They're not afraid to develop high school pitchers. Um, and I think that this is going to be another high school pitcher from uh, from that demographic that they have a lot of success with. This is a guy... About six foot three, you know, your standard six foot three, 190 pound. Um, I heard, you know, I saw his fastball, a heavy sinking fastball, 93 to 95, with a good hard slider last year. What I've been told about his first few starts in Bradenton this year is that he's now 93 to 97 with that same hard slider and developing feel for its changeup. Um, to me, this is a guy that has a chance for at least two above average pitches. Uh, pretty easy best case scenario number three number four starter like number three number four in a good team so that means like a number two number three anywhere else um, you know he had a little bit of a forearm trouble that ended his season a little bit prematurely last year but again from uh, everything that my contacts have said I think the health checks out right now and there's a lot to be excited about and they're very very excited to have him towing the rubber every fifth day in Bradenton Cody Bolton and you had, and you said you had a couple, you had plural there also. I'll indulge you. I do. I do. I, 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 you know, I, I don't want to talk too long. I'll oh, say okay. uh, second one, though. No, 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 no. Okay, I, okay. I got you. I got sleepers plural. Don't worry. All right. Thomas, uh, 
Thomas is a guy they got in trade. They got him in the uh, in the Jordan Luplo Max Moroff trade with Cleveland. Um, really, really interesting. Six foot four, hundred ninety pounds. Kind of almost looks like a basketball player. He hadn't really started pitching until he was about I don't know, I think seventeen. 16, 17. So he hasn't really been on the mound very long. He's only 19 now. His fastball is 92, 97, really fluid, really easy, and good feel to spin the ball. So he'll show you a you know, better 90s fastball with hard spin. The thing about Tanaj Thomas is he is yet to pitch above rookie ball. Again, he's still 19, but he's, he's in rookie ball. And I believe they started him in extended spring training. So I don't think we probably see this kid get on a mounted games until maybe the GCL, probably Appalachian League with Bristol. Um, but my, my, my second sleeper, my immediate sleeper, I'm going to go to Naj Thomas, the right-handed pitcher, acquired in a trade from the Cleveland Indians. All right. I think that's all we have for you. Adam, thank you again for being on the show, and thank you for being on a better podcast than I'm on this year. <laughs> Oh, no, it's, it's, it's great. It's great. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. That is Adam McIntyre. If you can find him at 2080 Baseball and at 2080 Adam on Twitter. So that was Adam McInturf with 2080 Baseball, and I, I I don't know about you, Alex, but I really enjoyed that. I thought that was pretty good. That was great. All right. You know what also is great is new sponsors. <gasps> That's right. We're not using Anchor. I mean, we still are using Anchor to yes. uh, get get that money, but our Anchor overlords. Yes, but we will take we will take any kind of sponsorship, <laughs> and. Actually, not any kind of sponsorship. We only rock with the best brands. Oh, that's true. And this brand that we are rocking with now, it's as good as it gets. It is called No Negations, which is a motivational lifestyle and apparel brand. Their mission at No Negations is to inspire others to achieve no matter the circumstance. It is easy to quit or give up, especially if the people around us are feeding negativity. The No Negations team wants to believe that positive reinforcement in your life is what is best. They offer talks and workshops to get your team, clients, and your customers motivated and inspired. Their team of nation their team of national and world-class athletes are energetic, impact motivational speakers, offer insight on perseverance, team building, fitness, and mindset development. So whether if you have a t-shirt, a hat, a polo, a long sleeve t-shirt, crew neck, hoodie, or leggings, it should be a reminder that no matter your circumstance, you can overcome if you stay consistent. It's a pretty good message for, you know, a podcast about Pirates baseball. Yes, it is. Drown out the haters, focus on the positivity, stay consistent, and keep going. I like this brand. I personally have a No Negations hoodie. We got some more stuff coming in the mail for us that we will be advertising. And if you want to join me and Alex and look good in some No Negations gear, here's where you can find it. You go to www.nonegations, that is N-O-N-E-G-A-T-I-O-N-S.com to order apparel and to receive more information on speaking events. You can also follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at No Negations. You're going to want to get this stuff. It's got a great message. I'm really good friends with the founder. He works his butt off to grow this brand. You're going to be wearing this stuff. Your kids are going to be wearing this stuff 
20 years from now, and you're going to look back and say, I heard that from the mouth of that old washed up, hope 20 years from now, <laughs> podcaster Noah Hiles. Who was disgraced despite Alex Stump's best efforts. Who was disgraced despite <laughs> Alex Stump's best efforts. He was plugging this because this is a great brand. This is a great message. And it's a great product. You're going to love it. Check out everything they have to offer at www.nonegations.com right now. First ad reading the books. That felt good. Yeah. Good luck topping that one. You're doing the next one. I'm next doing show. The, Okay. All right. So anyway, <laughs> now that we got the ad read out of the way, this is a special part. If you listen to our show, normally, normally, we are always doing a three-part show. We like to start off with three topics to, to begin the show. We do an interview or one key topic in the middle. And then we always end with our favorite part segments. You're getting some free content here, folks. Free content. We're feeling generous because no negations and, uh, and uh, this little podcast here we're doing. They decide to team up and make things great. So what we're going to do now, with the spirit of Avengers Infinity War. Wow, we're recording this on video. Look yes. at this. I gotta make my hair look good here. It'll be easy to look good sitting next to Alex. No, I'm just kidding. Oh! Oh, alright. So, with this, a spirit of Avengers, it's not Infinity War. What is it? Endgame. Endgame. Endgame coming out. I'm the only nerd here. Uh, yeah. I guess so. Um, we decided to make a collab between what is going to be the most popular movie, probably of the year, I think that'd be a fair take to say. Yeah. Highest grossing film of well, the year. Well, Star Wars is coming out, too. Is that going to be in 2019? Yeah. Or okay. is it going to be 2020? It's like it's December. Christmas. Okay. So the final sales won't probably surpass that until 2020, until, though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the best film of 2019, highest grossing film, is going to be Endgame. And the best team in the National League a couple days ago was the Pittsburgh Pirates. So okay. we're going to cross them up. We have listed our comparisons... Our Pittsburgh Pirates, if they were Avengers. And we're just going to go right down the list, starting with my favorite Avenger, Captain America, who is undoubtedly Jameson Tyone. Yeah. Analysis? Uh, he's the leader. He is? He is the best. He's, I'm a Cap guy, too. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is... Good morals. This is the face. He's been through controversy... Or not controversy. He's been through adversity. Yes. He's a loyal friend, loyal to the franchise. Uh, you know, Captain America probably didn't pitch for Team Canada in the World Baseball Classic no. when he was like 20 years old, but no. we don't know. We don't know. Steve Rogers might have had a fastball. He grew up in the Bronx. He did. He did. You know, that baseball capital of the world back then when, you know, he was getting drafted, right? That would have been the 40s, the 50s was when baseball really dominated in New York. Mm -hmm. but well... It was still big back then. You had three teams. Some people say that Captain America was the first American to do steroids. Thoughts? Well, no. Why? I mean, there were other... Before 1940? Well, there were other test subjects, too. Oh, true. All right. So moving no, forward, uh, Iron Man... Iron for... Man. Yeah. Sir Belly. Yeah, that's a good. That's a no-brainer. You've got the swag. you got the swag. you got the gear. Charisma. The gear, yeah. He's got the suit. Yep. Um, I, I would say that, uh, Tony Stark probably would spend a little less time on the IL, but they both probably have the same amount of concussions. 
Yeah, fair. All right, moving forward. Thor. This one was a hot debate. This was. This one was a very hot debate between Alex and I. Uh, we finally settled at Josh Bell. Mm-hmm. Josh Bell, you know, you have the you have the hair. Josh Bell, obviously, with the dreadlocks, but, you know, Thor for a while had the flow. He chopped it off. I'm sure we'll see Josh Bell pull McCutcheon and chop off the dreadlocks at some point, probably after he wins his first MVP. Um, and then you got the hammer. Josh Bell's been laying the hammer down on uh, pitching that he's faced this year. He has four home runs already, leads the team with 16 runs batted in. I think that's a good choice for Thor. Also a leader, one of the original four Avengers. Um, you know, I think Bell is probably one of the more looked-upon guy as a leader in the clubhouse. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. I I had Chris Archer here, but we're going with Josh Bell. We're going to get to Archer here soon. We're going to get to Archer soon. Up next is the Hulk. Yes. And that's Joe Musgrove. No doubt. No doubt. Just a monster of a ball player. It's a damn shame. And on the mound. He did not slam Javi Baez like Loki. He would have. Boom, boom, boom. He would have. Yeah. He had the... (laughs) He had the ability. He has the ability. Puny cub. So moving forward now, uh, on the diamond, Cole Tucker, Spider-Man. Easiest yep. choice. Easiest choice out of all of this. New kid on the block. Yep. Uh, awesome. Look, just wants to be an Avenger. Just wants to be, yeah. And he is making contributions uh, that, you know, the Avengers, we didn't think they needed, they didn't think they needed Spider-Man. Spider-Man actually ended up being pretty important in the two Avengers movies that he was in. He, he does feel good though, right? Mm. I don't... The Black Panther. <laughs> We're moving on. Black Panther's Black... Chris Archer. Yeah, and uh, that has nothing to do with what you're thinking. Nothing to do with with what you're thinking. Black Panther joined the Avengers a little later than everyone else. Everyone kind of knew about the 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 leader of Wakanda, yep. and uh, the United Nations was meeting. And when Black Panther joined the Avengers, you're like, oh shit. Things just got a little bit bigger now. They just added an entire new area to fight with. The Pirates didn't get a new stadium with Archer, but and I would I would never compare the beautiful nation of Wakanda to the dump that is Tropicana Field. But I think that you know what Black Panther brought to the Avengers was an army of Wakanda and a whole bunch of experience and technology. And Archer brings a lot to this team as well. The late season addition from last year. That's why we go with King T'Challa as Chris Archer. I had Archer as Thor. Okay. Uh, Ant Man, tiny dude, Pablo Reyes. Absolutely. I is Not, there anything? Nope. War Machine, uh, Starling Marte. Because they look similar. Two. I had two reasons. Okay. One, the pun for wins above placement. Oh. Okay. Okay. I'm a nerd. And the other one is he got taken out by his own teammates. Like uh, in Civil War. Yeah. He, he still... Eric he, Gonzalez isn't vision in this, but... Uh, Alright. That's why I said Eric Gonzalez's vision when yeah, we, we drafted. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. See, I've only seen these movies like once. And then, you know, so I don't remember every single part. I actually did see oh. Infinity War like three times. Civil War I've watched a couple times too, I guess. Civil War's low-key like the second best. Oh, it is. I, I, there's not, nothing low-key about it. All right. Um, moving forward, Nick Fury. 
obviously got to be Clint Hurdle. Yep. It could be argued Neil Huntington, could be Nick Fury, but Neil Huntington simply nowhere near as cool as Samuel L. Jackson. So we're giving that to Clint, even though he's mean to me. Uh, Vision. <laughs> vision. Jung Ho Gung. Um, sometimes, you know, his vision isn't the best. Particularly when he's behind the wheel. Had to make that joke. Uh, but we're not cutting that. We're not no, cutting no, that. No, no, it's on video. We're not cutting that. Uh, <laughs> but no, Jung Ho Gung is Vision. It's not going to get any better if you're a Jung Ho Gung fan. Because Vision was really important in 2015. And now he's kind of worthless. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. You know, past the age of Ultron. If his interpreter sees this video and tells him about it, give me a warning so I can hide. <laughs> uh, next, moving forward. Uh, we're going to bring in the Guardians of the Galaxy into mm -hmm. this also. Yep. Uh, Groot. Yep. Is Colin Moran. Yes. Tall, lanky, small vocabulary. Yes. Don't really need to go. And surprisingly powerful. He's not baby Groot. He's OG Groot. He's OG Groot. Yeah. He should have had a baby Groot also. That's who Pablo should have been. No, J.B. Shuck is baby Groot. Jason Martin's baby Groot. Groot. Okay. Yeah, okay. I like Pablo as Ant-Man. Okay. You know what? I'm just going to go through all the Guardians. Guardians, go ahead. Okay. Uh, Nick Kingham is Star-Lord, and this is kind of, if you ever hear him talk, he's kind of got a... He is Chris Pratt. Yeah. He is Chris Pratt. Not just, I mean, he's like Chris Pratt from Parks and Rec. He's Chris, Chris Pratt from uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, he's Chris Pratt. Drax, Melky Cabrera, mm -hmm. pretty self-explanatory there. Uh, we're Probably using the same, you know, supplements. <laughs> Corey Dickerson, uh, we have as Rocket, mm -hmm. and because you know, toolsy guy, scrappy, scrappy is the word you kind of kind of have to use here. Corey, Corey uh, I feel like Corey and Rocket both play with a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. I mean, Corey, Corey, out of spite, won a gold glove last year. Uh, pretty much. It's yeah. like you said, I can't field. All right, let's... <laughs> I'm become the best, best fielder. Best. So, yeah, I, I think that's a pretty fair comparison. And uh, Kyle Crick as Gamora. Uh, just, we needed a Gamora. We needed a Gamora. And we didn't really have... I it. hope he doesn't fall Crick. off a cliff. Oh, and then I'm Mantis is... sorry, little one. Oh, oh, yeah, Mantis. Mantis is Elias Diaz because, you know, guy get in the head... Pictures and, and again, we needed to get everyone involved. We almost did. Okay. We, we some of these were kind of out of order whenever we were running low. Moving forward, Loki. Uh, if you want to call him an Avenger, is he an Avenger? Not really. But uh, he died as an Avenger. I'd like to think trying to fight Thanos. Yeah. Um, right. Loki is Eric Gonzalez because um, rather counterproductive. Kind of gets in the rest of the Avengers' way, um, which I think is a good time to bring up who Thanos is. No, we're saving Thanos for Thanos last. for the end? Okay. Because <laughs> it's ironic, because Thanos really, really, really <laughs> killed Loki. Like, he really <laughs> killed Loki. Um, Doctor Strange, Felipe Vasquez. Uh -huh. um, he makes things disappear, and um, we're just going to leave it at that. Uh, Hawkeye, Trevor Williams, doesn't miss. Like, has great control. Yep. Just doesn't miss. Mm -hmm. Uh... Bucky, this one, this one we kind of had like a going to hell I mean, vibe yeah, to it. Way too soon. Yeah, way too it, soon. But since it looks like he's not going to need surgery, we can kind of say like Nick Birdie. Nick Birdie. Yeah, like his he, arm fell off. His arm fell. He feel he, he's probably not going to need surgery. He's getting the second opinion, but 
Do you the think dude, in, the dude needs a metal arm? In he's just doing workouts and like Clint Hurd- Ray Sears just walks and gives him his arm back, <laughs> like like in. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I, hopefully they can give him his arm back because. Uh, yeah, that was a tough injury to watch. Falcon Keone Kella, just you know, kind of a badass altogether. Anything else to add to that? Nope. Okay. Uh, Captain Marvel was Alex's idea, so yes. if you hear this, Gregory Polanco, it, it's him. Because came to the party a little late, mm-hmm. even though he was here all the way before, before most of everyone else on this team. Yep. And has the most power. He's the most powerful. He's going to hit the most. And he looks just Captain like Marvel's. Brie Larson. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Dead on. Okay. This next one's even better. This next one's even Black Widow is Adam Frazier. Yes. Scarlett Johansson and Adam Frazier uh-huh. separated at birth. Yes. You know what? Adam Frazier's a decent looking dude. But he's no... Yeah. He's no. no, he's no Scar Joe. No. But, I mean, they're both assassins at the plate. Yeah. Yeah. Tactile, just tough to go through. Yeah. Uh, Scar- Scarlett Johansson's number one at the top of my lineup as well. So... <laughs> <laughs> we have that in common. Uh, Scarlet Witch, going from one Scarlet to another. Uh, Jordan Lyles, the way he moves that curveball. And we needed a spot for him on this team. How amazing is that? We're talking about we need to make a spot for Jordan Lyles. Who would have thought that? You know, uh, not too ago. long ago, yeah. And uh, so... Do you want Agent Hill? Yeah, Agent Hill is uh, Jimmy T. Jimmy T uh, is the head of media relations for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, Agent Hill is, if you're not a huge Avengers fan, you probably don't know who that is. It's Robin Trubotsky from How I Met Your Mother. It's that girl who's always with Nick Fury. It's like his right-hand woman in this mm-hmm. case. But Clint Hurdle is always with Jimmy T. Everywhere we see Clint Hurdle, Jimmy T is conducting the interview saying, all right, let's wrap it up or whatever. He's very good at his job. This is no disrespect to Jimmy T. I don't mean to, like, call him a woman. I'm just saying the role of Agent Hill is very similar to the role of... Of uh, Jimmy T. Agent Hill kills people, too, yeah. in some of the movies. She's a badass. Yeah, she is a badass. All right. So the last one we are going to get to is Thanos, which is... The injury list. The injury list, yes. Because they are... Half of half, them are gone. Half the team's gone. Yeah. All of the outfield. And before he snapped the fingers, Thanos really, really messed up Loki and... Uh, yeah. The IL really got a hold of Eric Gonzalez. So that is our Avengers list for the Pirates roster. Let us know what you think. Um, I think we nailed it. I think we did too. Uh, we left off a couple of guys. JB Shuck, I guess Martin, <laughs> Jason JB Martin. JB Shuck is baby group because you could put the JB Shuck. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Jason Martin and Brian Reynolds, Francisco Liriano. Uh, Rich Rod, Stephen Brault, Jacob Stallings. We left all those guys out. Oh, man. Sorry. We'll get you on the next one. They are honorary Gamores because we don't have a Gamore we, for anyone. We don't. All right. So that is our that is our Avengers-Pirates crossover. We're going to transition now to everyone's favorite part of the show, segments. All right, everybody, it is time for the listeners, Alex's, my favorite part of the show. It is segment time. We always start off with buy, sell, trade. I think I went first last time. Alex, 
You are up to bat. What do you got for me? Uh, my buy. I am buying uh, Cole Tucker as the Pirates version of Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh! I see a young millennial who has a good social media presence, okay. is damn likable, is a good player. I think he is going to become a fan favorite. So is Eric Gonzalez, Antonio Brown in this? <laughs> Boy, that is an insult to A.B. right there. Oh, man. Oof. If, if A.B. A.B. was not a sub-replacement level if player. If A.B. knew how to read and could look up baseball stats, I'd be in big trouble I, right now. I think A.B.'s literate. Uh, have you talked to him? I'm pretty sure he's literate. I, 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 I would literally put it down to a coin flip. As someone who has spoke to him. All right. Anyway, All right. continue. Uh, I am <laughs> selling the new pierogi race. Oh, you got to be. The new pierogi race is not fun. There, no, it sucks. There are, they come out running, and there's no introductions. There's no shenanigans on the scoreboard. The parrot doesn't come out and, you know, clothesline whoever wins or propose to Hannah. There's nothing fun about this. There's nothing about this pierogi race where I say this is the best one. Or even this is an okay one. It's been slowly going downhill. Last year it took a big step back, bringing in Pizza Penny, I thought. Yeah, you know, and I'm all about it, gender too equality, many... but they're really forcing it on us. <laughs> in pierogi form. In pierogi form. In society, I'm okay with it, but don't take my pierogies off the baseball field. They In it, racing form. It just wasn't good. It's no, it's not good right now. Well, I remember there used to be play-by-play for this. There used to be, there play- used to be a Remember whenever it was on the Jumbotron? Yes! It was just shenanigans, and then they would come out there it, outside I, the Bowser sign, and then the parrot will mess up whoever was in first place, yes. and whoever was in well, second place. Well, there was a huge won. Mikey and Bob used to announce it every great. now and then. Remember Mikey and Bob from 96.1 would announce it every now and then, and it would get real intense. There was... There was a big video on the Jumbotron that would show them, like, running through the city, and then they'd have music and everything. Now it's like they start running before they're even announced. Stupid. It's like yeah. they're, it's... There's less time They've really tarnished a great tradition. Year, so there's less time to do these games. You just shorten the race. <coughs> That's all you have to do. Yeah, or just find faster pierogies. How hard or... If Atlanta yeah. can find Mr. Freeze or whatever, we can find... The Freeze. The Freeze. We can find Not five Batman. fast pierogies and make this a real race. Well, you need six. Or just get it down to four. Who are the OGs? You got... Jalapeno, Hannah, Cheese, Chester, Sauerkraut, Salt, and the highly intelligent Oliver Ungar. No, if we're going OG, OG, we're bringing back Potato Pete here. Oh, Even geez. though Oliver is my pierogi. Like, yes. I, that was Jimmy Crenn. He announced that from DVE, Radio Legend. Jimmy Crenn. Wow. You know who that is? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I was going to say. Radio Legend. I mean, Radio you're a print Legend. guy. You're a print guy. I am a print guy. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's like Mount Rushmore, Pittsburgh Radio. Jimmy Crenn's probably on it. All right, anyway. In my trade, I am trading my right arm for Nick Birdie's right arm. I'm not using Alex, it. Alex, what the hell are you going to... I am not Imagine using how it. weird he would look with your right arm. He would look very weird, but I'm just assuming he can throw the baseball just as hard. <laughs> I don't have the mileage on it. I don't have the injury. You don't history. have the muscle on it. I don't, you don't have, have the, the mu- length on it. <laughs> Besides all that, all right? Uh, it was heartbreaking to see him on the mound. That was tough. I mean... That was tough. Thank goodness that it looks like he's not going to need another arm surgery. I'm still not sold on that. You see him crying and... You know, it's like half the un 
unbelievable pain he's going through. Half going, him going in his head like, I'm going to have to go through hell again or give up my dream. Yep. That was tough. All right. And well, we just got like a small taste of what he could do. He is yeah. so talented. You know what? If he comes back, I have been noking the Jabba rules. Do you, uh, remember, do you remember the Jabba rules? That Joe Torrey had whenever Jabba Chamberlain came up in the majors? What was it? He's like... He could never pitch back-to-back days. Oh. He... If he hit, like, 25 pitches, he was off limits for two days. Like, that's what I'm doing. Like, I am not risking this again. He was maybe used a little too much early on. 12 and 20 games. Maybe that was too much for him. I mean, or maybe your arm's just not meant to pitch in the major leagues. I mean, I hate to be that guy, but, like... Protect it. He's too talented not to try to protect him. And I think it'll be easier next year with a 26-man roster, assuming that'll be a bullpen spot, to have a guy like that. So... That he only comes in whenever you're winning. Yeah, I mean, the the Nick Birdie thing was tough, man. Yeah. I mean, there's just no way around it. I want him to be healthy. That's, That's number one. And I will give up my arm for it. Alright, well, I liked your first two, but that last one was it. I'm going to look weird with Nick Birdie's arm also. Yeah, but I'm more concerned about Nick Birdie than you. (laughs) I'm going to buy, for my buy-sell trade, I'm going to buy a hit with runners on base. Because if your name is not Josh Bell or Colin Moran, you're not able to do that. And when those guys don't do that for this team, you see what happens. They lose games that they should win. They have been atrocious with runners on base. I know Monday, everyone's going to remember that Monday loss for Nick Birdie blowing out his arm and for the absolute collapse that took place in the 7th and the 8th inning. But what people didn't talk about, as the producer of the postgame show, I listened to all the callers and everyone. No one mentioned how they left the bases loaded in the first inning and they left two runners on in scoring position in the second inning. They've left the bases loaded. It's got to be at least 10 times already. This season, and it's April. I know, I remember looking it up in the first couple weeks of the season, and it was around seven or eight. So I haven't looked it up since, but it's got to be at least ten times already. This early in the season, you've got to drive runs home. You're setting the table. In games where you only have one run, you would expect them to only have, what, two, three hits? They had like eight hits tonight. That should be enough to play more than one run. So... I don't know. You gotta get more hits. You gotta buy a hit with runners on base. Hopefully that'll come more with Polanco and Diaz and once you get Dickerson back and once Marte gets going again. I'm selling my mini fridge to uh, the people upstairs in the press box because it is a joke that there is no refrigerator for you to bring packed lunches. I am a big lunch pail guy. Real, you know, first guy in, last guy out. Uh... Gritty, blue-collar type journalist, I like to think. There's nothing blue-collar about the journalism field at all. But on a serious note, when we have these afternoon games, rather than spending $10 to eat breakfast food at 1 o'clock, I would much rather just pack my own lunch. But I can't do that when I'm working these games and covering these games because there is nowhere in this... How much do you think PNC Park's worth? billion dollars? Not a billion. I don't know. I'm not a money guy. Hundred million? Sure. Oh, however more. many. More. This hundreds park is worth millions. hundreds of millions of dollars. They don't have a refrigerator in the press box anywhere. So I can't pack my own lunch or it's just going to get all melted and nasty. So it sucks. I have to give Bob Nutting my own money. Can't imagine what it's like for you fans. 
Uh, <laughs> you also do that, I guess. But, yeah, it sucks. I gotta pay $10 to eat at the press buffet even though I won't, don't want to. Or I gotta go down with the, with the common peasants. And the, no, I'm just kidding. I actually like going down and talking to the fans. I pretty much do it every single game. But um, I gotta go down there and eat. So I would much. I I just want to sell in my fridge. I just want to bring my mini fridge. I've actually talked to the guys who run the elevators, and I say like, would if I brought a mini fridge here? I have mine from college that I'm not using at all. It's sitting in my dad's basement. I was like, if I if I just go get that and bring it here, can I just like everyone can just keep their their lunches, and we could just you know pack our lunches for work. I would love that. I've got tons of lunch meat at home. It'd be great. Maybe the Renegades can give you more snacks. Dude, shout out to the Renegades. I wasn't there. Like, the second game I missed. This great season. guys. Great guys. Yeah. Great guys. I, mean, they, I mean, they are as legit as fans as you can, can be. I'm no kidding. Like, I, I watched a couple innings with them. I mean, they're yelling about every pitch. I mean, they're in character. Like, they're they're going, arr, and everything. Like, some of them are. Other guys, you know, they, I mean, they just, they genuinely love the Pittsburgh Pirates. For as much skepticism there is about this franchise within the city, I mean, deep down in their hearts, I mean, they have 100% all in Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. They couldn't have been nicer to me. They offered me snacks. We talked you know, We talked buckos. We talked about how Alex is a nerd. It was all the good stuff, so it was awesome. Basic Pirates Yeah, basic, basic Pirates discussions. No, but shout out to them for hosting me. Uh, if you get a chance, go visit those guys. I mean, they stick out pretty easily. They're standing at the top of the rotunda. They have a sign, and they look like pirates. So go yeah. talk to them. They're super cool. Follow them on Twitter. They're awesome. And I am trading for bullpen depth. I'm not here to campaign for Craig Kimbrell coming to Pittsburgh because, quite no. frankly, it's just not happening. Um, but I would like I, – I, I just think a, a deal to get someone would be nice. Just – it doesn't have to be – it doesn't have to be like a, a type of move similar to what they did with Kella. I think Kella and Rich Rod are showing signs of getting better, knock on wood. Uh, but – I just don't think you can have enough, especially with Birdie going out. I, 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 I don't know if he needs surgery or not, but I don't think I'm crazy to assume that this is going to be more than a 10-day injury. Oh, yeah, he's, so, he's down for a while. Yeah. Best case scenario. And he was one of your better relievers. I don't trust Liriano that yeah. much. Nick Kingham's been good, but I'd, I'd rather keep him in the role that he's in as the long reliever. Hurdle actually said that before the game on Tuesday as well. That I mean, he pitched in the 10th inning that one time because they had no one else. So aside from that, you know, this that's a guy he wants as a long reliever. You can keep Scuba in that role as well. And uh, so, yeah, make a trade. Get, get someone. I don't care who it is. Just go give up a middle-of-the-road prospect and get yourself a reliever that will help solidify your bullpen. Giants are selling. Take 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 advantage of it now. Giants are selling. They got the best bullpen yeah, in baseball. Yeah, don't wait till July. Yeah, just go go for it now. Why not? Why not? I was thinking about Would that today. Give... I was think. Hold on. I was thinking about that today. Imagine us just sitting in the press box, like in the middle of May, or even like in the next two games in this homestand, and they just say, "A move has been made. The Pirates have acquired such and such." Like, could you imagine the shock of them just like making a trade and the random. You know, months of the season. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it would be awesome. It won't happen, but it'd be awesome. Would you trade a 45-grade prospect for Mark Melanson if the Giants mm. ate cash? No. No? No, not... I mean, how well is he doing this year? He had a pretty good year last year. 
I mean, he's not worth, you know, the 15.5 he's making. No, The yeah. Giants need to I'm, eat I'm some good. cash. I'm, I'm good okay. on Mark Melanson. All right. Um, I'll take Will Smith, though. Is that the guy who's their closer? Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're going to give up probably Will Smith is going to cost more than a 45 Yeah, probably prospects. like a 50. Yeah. I give up Kevin Newman for Will Smith. I think you're gonna need to give up more than Kevin Newman. I'll give up. I'll give up. I'll Fine, give up. I'll give up Eric Gonzalez. No, too. I'll give up the Seinfeld twins for for Will Smith. That'd be probably closer to what he's. I'd give that up, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, you know, it I mean, cost us some gifts, and they're both nice guys, but I I would do it. It'd suck, but I'd do it. It wouldn't suck. Let's be honest. Neither of them are gonna start on this team. All right, so moving forward, yeah, that's, that's my buy-sell trade. Up right. next, we are going to do a well-said Clint. Let me pull up this quote. This one, normally some of these well-said Clint's, it's, unless you listen to a lot of the audio, um, you don't necessarily know this one. This, this, uh, this Clint Hurdle quote was transcribed by Bill Brink of the Post-Gazette. The question was asked by DK... And uh, he really got snippy with, with Dejan, which I know some people enjoy. But overall, I thought Dejan asked a very fair question. And uh, Hurdle's reaction made every single person in the room more confused. So this took place, I believe, on Sunday. They lost by a run. The winning run, the tying run, was Jung Ho Gung. He was thrown out at the plate. Uh, it wasn't even close. I like the aggressive decision to send him home, but some people were asking, you had Pablo Reyes, you had Elias Diaz on your bench. Why in the world did you not pinch run Pablo for Jung Ho Gung? Mm-hmm. And so, are you, like, about to yawn or something as well? I was. Okay, I was, I, Alex is giving I, I, these I weird muted faces. It. I muted it. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're better than me. Yes. So, Dejan asked him this question, and this was the reply. Clint <laughs> came him. We're, we're recording this at 1217. Yes, not we are. Me. That's why I drink coffee. At night. All right. So, so Dejan asked, why did you not uh, pinch run Pablo Reyes? And he said, we keep them at second and third, meaning they don't wave home Pablo Reyes, even though they waved home Jung Ho Gung. We keep them at second and third. Diaz comes up to hit. To clarify, Diaz was not on deck. Yeah. It was Jason Martin. <laughs> but anyway, in this hypothetical in Clint's head already, we have not sent Pablo Reyes home, despite sending Jung Ho Gung home on the throw. And now he's pinch hitting Diaz for a position player and Jason Martin. What do they do with Diaz? Do they pitch to him or do they put him on? Assuming that they intentionally walk Diaz to load the bases, and now Reyes has to hit because if we pinch hit, if we pinch run Reyes, then we don't have the pitcher's spot. So if you walk Diaz, you're out of players. You're going to have to hit a pitcher with the bases loaded after an intentional walk. So what Clint Hurdle is saying is, if they, in his mind, if they pinch run Reyes and he doesn't get to the plate, he's still going. To pinch hit Diaz for a position player, knowing that that would empty his bench and leave him susceptible to batting the pitcher with the bases loaded down by a run in the bottom of the ninth inning. 
This is some hardcore galaxy brain right now. Clint, hype it, roll with me here. If this scenario, which would have never happened because you would have led Reyes home, who would have scored and tied the game, but let's just say it didn't happen. Let's just say you run Reyes, he gets the third base, they intentionally walk the eighth batter. Before you even get that eighth batter to the plate, wouldn't you recognize the fact that they will intentionally walk this eighth batter and just let Jason Martin hit? Let him bat? Give him a chance? Knowing that either they're going to intentionally walk him or if they're not going to intentionally walk him, regardless of what happens, we still have Diaz the bat for the pitcher. Wouldn't that be... I mean, Clint Hurdle always talks about how he's been in baseball for 40 years. I've been covering the team for two. I think I have the better solution here. Am I wrong? Galaxy brain, man. Galaxy brain. So, well said, Clint. I've seen people try to cover up a mistake before. That takes the cake. That just, like, you know what? I'm just going to rant and ramble and say a whole bunch of stuff, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fry all of your brains, and we're just going to move on. And he yelled at Dejan. Some people like that. Uh, but overall, yeah. I mean, that was wild. I don't know what was happening there. I'll tell you what's happening there. What? Galaxy Brain. Galaxy Brain. All right. Moving forward. Moving forward. We're going to end this with two new segments. Two new segment alerts. And Alex is going to kick off the first one. Go ahead. Yeah. We're, we're calling it Life at the Ballpark. Life at the Ballpark. We're here basically every game. Every home game. Yeah, I try. Every home game. Yeah. So... Some shenanigans happen. There's some good stuff. There's some bad stuff. Yeah, and today's one of those examples. I'm walking to the park today, mm-hmm. and Alex showed up late. By I, the way. I yeah, I was. He was late. I was. He late came today. like right, right when the first pitch was thrown. Yeah. I, I I gave him a tongue lashing for all of you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but I'm walking in, and there was a, a huckster, an older gentleman. A huckster? What the hell is a huckster? A huckster, a guy who's. I'm not. I had. I'm not explaining Rosemary's baby Dude, to you how again. How old are you? I, I seriously. I was born in the 1890s. <laughs> uh, but he had older gentleman had some flowers, trying to sell them. He walks up to me. He's like, "Do you have a girl?" Now, if I even if I had a girl, I'm not gonna buy a flower and hold on to it the entire game just to give it <laughs> to her afterwards. <laughs> So I'm like, no, no, and he, he he's like, pussy. That was <laughs> that was such. It's a, like, wow, Alex, are you a big Curb fan? Curb your enthusiasm. No, I don't oh, have. That HBO. is such a Curb your enthusiasm moment where it's like, are you got a girl? Now to no, he just calls me a pussy it's and like, walks away. Wow, woof. So that was pretty funny. Alex told me about that. I damn near spit out like my dinner. It was so funny. Yeah, that was um, like okay. All right. I guess I have no rebuttal for that. So that's life at the ballpark. Life at the ballpark. And one more. I'm going to try to make this weekly. Hopefully. Oh, we're going to have no this, problem. This is going to be a pretty easy. No problem making this weekly. And this is called How Did Major League Baseball F Up This Week? This is going to be one of the easiest segments to fill. When we map out the show, we write out our format 
and we try to fill in all the topics piece by piece and try to make it mm-hmm. all fit like a puzzle, this one will come the most naturally. I am yes. 1,000% confident. Because the game of baseball is one of the most beautiful things on this earth. Correct. The entity of Major League Baseball is corrupt and terrible and just, they hate it. They really don't do it's, anything it's, right. It's terrible. I ranted about the Jackie Robinson, how they were like, oh, hey, this Bud's for you, Jackie. You know, we all know you love some alcohol, some Budweiser beer. Sponsor of Major League Baseball. This year, or this week, shortly after Jackie Robinson Day, Tim Anderson is suspended. He gets hit by a pitch after he pimped a home run. He pimped a shh. He pimped the hell out of a home run. You don't want a player to pimp a home run. Don't throw a home run pitch. I, I oh, this was I, more than pimping a home run, though. I mean, when you hit a home run, throw a bat and yell at the catcher. Woof. Yeah, it, it was big. It was big. But he got hit, and he was suspended, not for his part in the brawl, no, but because he said the N-word. To be clear, Tim Anderson, off the jump... Doesn't sound like a name where you're allowed to say the N-word. Yes. But, yes. sure enough, he is. Not by our standards, but by society standards, he is black. Yes. Tim Anderson. Yes, the one, he is you know, an African-American. African-American. Yeah, I'm not... I'm, and you know what? White guy here, I'm not going to deem who gets to say the N-word and who doesn't. Nope. But I am allowed to say that you probably shouldn't suspend the dude for saying it. Yep. And you know what? I, 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 I know this is apples and oranges. He didn't tweet this whenever he was in the major leagues. No, yeah. See, apples I, and oranges. You, but you look at how Major League Baseball handled whenever Josh Hader had all those tweets come out. And how Kyle Schwarber had those tweets come out. How they yeah. handled this right. versus Tim Anderson saying it. Where the only person who heard it were the people on the field All right, well, you're until gonna make, this came out. You're going to make me play the role of defend the white guy here, which I, I no, don't appreciate. No, but, but I, let what's said on the field stay on the field. To an extent, I'll agree with that. Here's what I'm saying. But <laughs> Here's my breakdown. The Josh Hader The Hader and Kyle Schwarber thing is a bad look because baseball just ignored it. They, yes. they just ignored That's it. That's what I That's think. what you're saying. I do yes. they should they have been suspended for something that they said when they were sixteen years old? No. No, you don't, you don't no puni- but they you shouldn't puni- have ignored it. You don't punish a high schooler for something that he did in elementary school. That's just not how it is. You know? They were they weren't even members of Major League Baseball when they you know, said that stuff and I don't know if they've learned it or not. I don't know either of those two. I would hope that they have. That's my that's my take on that. But I will say yes. They 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 just ignored it. They made it a team thing. They made it an individual thing. So that's their problem, man. They weren't yeah. a part of us. And the you know, it's not a good look, but it's not the worst look. But it makes it even. It makes it a bad look. Is now you care about the N word? Yeah. Now, now you, you care do. about the N word. Not 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 more than two or three days ago, you honored a guy. Everyone wore his number. Mm-hmm. Who was. Constantly called the N word. Yeah, and and now was, you're monitoring. Was, and now you're monitoring it. Speech during a you're ball. monitoring speech, and you are punishing well, and speech. Here's the thing. It's it's in the heat of a moment, and as someone who play, I grew up playing sports. I've been called 
the N-word by a black person before. African-American person. I, I, whatever the term is. Um, and I just, I feel like that's, if you're really trying to get offended by an African-American person calling a white person the N-word, I, I really think you're just grasping at, at nothing. I mean, I, I think it's just, that's just a word that's used in certain cultures as just, it's not a demeaning term when African-Americans use it. It's just saying, like, dude, or something like that. And that's what he was yeah. saying. He, 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 what do you call him, a punk, punk-ass dude substitute? Uh, anyway, but that, that's basically what it is. And so, yeah, when you're, when you're getting called that, you know, if a white person called Tim Anderson that, that you got to suspend him. And if you want to, if you want to have that rule. In the same way that they punished, uh, Guriel. Yeah. In the World Series. Yes. If you want to have that rule where you can't say the N word and you're going to reinforce it, that's fine. You make that clear. But what made him say the N word? Is the guy that hit him intentionally with a fastball. Yeah. Suspend him, too. I, think, I mean, they did suspend him, too, but... Ah, I thought it was just... I thought it was just uh, I Anderson. Thought, I think they suspended both. Oh, I'm... I, I, but I, I, he was suspended own, for the brawl. He was suspended for his speech, not the brawl. Yeah. So that, that could have been it. Like, that could have been it. Just the brawl. But I don't know. It's just yeah. dumb. It's just, this regardless, is regardless of your thoughts, I mean, I'd hope that everyone listening to this would have the same thoughts that we do on the N-word. Not great. Not great. Don't say it. Yeah. Just don't say it. It's simple. You just don't say it. But uh, regardless of how you could have handled this situation, baseball messed it up. I mean, baseball, it's just like, what are, what, what are we trying to do here? What's going to come from this? Think about it. Think about it, baseball. Just think about it. What good is going to come from this? It's just going to make. It's just going to lead to more divisive stuff. It's set on the field. No one knew it was set on the field. Why bring that to attention? It's just going to cause bigger problems. Think about it, baseball. That would be my message. You know what I just discovered? What? We should not end podcasts with this segment. Yep. <laughs> this is a bummer way to end. As it. a producer, I was thinking when you said we got two new uh, segments. Uh, I was thinking, I really hope he starts the baseball one first. But I didn't want to interrupt you. You were rolling. Yeah, I, I was going chronological order from what we wrote. <sighs> we, we really, yeah. Like, I really don't like talking about, like, race and stuff. I, I love talking about it in person. I, I think that, like, it, it's something our country needs to do a little bit more to get fur to yeah, go and further. I, and that's but, why I don't uh, want to back I'm, away from stuff whenever this sports stuff and stuff, whenever it intersects. Like, yeah. whenever the Josh Hader thing happen whenever you know major league baseball pimps out jackie robinson i don't want to shy away from that stuff i don't want to you know go looking for trouble per se but if whenever it is right in front of it's like you got to confront it because if you look the other way bad stuff happens that's true that's fair alex stump doesn't back away from anyone willing to literally give his right arm yes to to better the game just the guy i am prolonging your career Big thanks to our guest today, Adam McInturf, coming on, talking about Pirates prospects with us. Uh, big thanks to all of you who listen. Big thanks to the Renegades who invited us out to uh, visit them. If you're ever at a game, 
tweet us. We will love to come join you. It is so cool that people actually listen to Alex and I talking to a microphone about this game that involves someone throwing a, a ball at a stick and people trying to catch it. I mean, that's pretty wild that people care what, about what we have to say on that. So we appreciate all of you guys tuning in. Give us your thoughts. If you like the Avengers stuff, if you want, to, want us to try to be a little bit more creative like that and try to, you know, we're not going to force it, but add a little bit more of a fun, creative aspect to the show, let us know. If you have any thoughts on any other Avengers that we missed out on, let us know that. Let us know anything. We love yes. to interact. We're going to bring some more video content to you guys coming soon. Uh, expect some more audio clips as well on social media. We're really going to take it by storm here as baseball season gets underway. For Alex Stump, I am Noah Hiles saying follow us on Twitter at AlexJStump, at Noah underscore Hiles95, at RiverBlastRadio. Rate, like, subscribe, share, review. Do it all. We will see you next time. And we always sign off saying let's go. Bye.